Today on Let's Talk About the Built Environment podcast, I'm very happy to be joined by Tom Wilmot, Joint MD of Capital and Centric. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, so, first and foremost, just to look into where you grew up and what first led you to a career in the built environment. Yeah, so I uh, I was born in Derbyshire, grew up in Lincolnshire. Um, so I was I was doing my A levels. Um, a lot of my friends were, were were going to university. I think I was always somebody who um, I think the sister you know was was never supposed to go to university according to the system. And and the reason I say that is I'm I'm from a, a relatively working class background, um, and I was never particularly academic at school, so I was never really expecting to go to university. And it kind of dawned on me subconsciously. I was watching a lot of those property programs like you know, Escapes the Country. Homes Under the Hammer, it kind of got me thinking about um, the built environment and property and construction. And, and from there, I kind of started researching um, property courses and, and I learned that yeah, there was a whole industry and there was a profession, there was a governing body called the RICS and I needed to be on a, a course that was accredited by the RICS. And that was kind of how, how I got into uh, it. Daytime telly then, uh, it's to blame. Basically, yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting. Lucky I wasn't watching Loose Women really or uh, yeah, Jeremy Kyle. So I um, I ended up doing a degree in urban land economics at Sheffield Hallam University. It was a general practice surveying degree with some um, with a few economics modules. Um, and when I got on that course, I found there was a lot of people on that course that were there because either their dad was a surveyor or their uncle was a surveyor. Uh, as you know, Jonathan, it, it, you know, our sector has never been the most diverse, and I think um, you know historically surveying has been referred to as a bit of an old boys' club and. There's, there's almost a generations of surveyors. Um, and I found that on my course, there's a lot of people that were there, not because they really were passionate about working in, in the built environment, but because somebody had told them, you should go and do this. It's it's a respected career and there'll, there'll, there'll be a well-paid job at the end of it. Um, whereas I was there because um, cause I, was, you know, I was really interested in, in property and real estate um, and I was passionate about it. I don't think my parents knew what I was doing. Um, I was I was very interesting what I did I did really well on the course I got a first class honours degree I saw that yeah I actually got the, the top mark on, on the degree pro. All, right, all right I wasn't a teacher's pet um, I was just very interested in, in the yeah. course when I went to college I went I did H&D and then I did a degree and I think I always wanted a job but I think I found out incrementally about the RICS and the APC etc but I guess that both sides helps you with obviously like I say choosing the right degree a accredited degree etc so you've got a first, obviously you're hot in the market. So what what was next after that? So I, um, as part of my course, there was an opportunity to extend it from three to four years and do a year in industry. So I um, I took that opportunity and I went to work for a, a company called Sanderson Weatherall in, in Leeds um, and had a great year and I was really, really grateful for the opportunity. Um, that was kind of 2008, 2009. So um, the credit crunch was, was uh, just happened. We're in quite a deep recession. There was a lot of... Um, a lot of people being laid off. A lot of young people were losing their jobs. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity and 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 Samsung whether or not pulling their placement um, uh, program, their internship program, and and that was that was a great year for me because I learned a lot. Not not just about property and surveying, about the world of working, um, and uh, and a lot of kind of soft skills came with that. Um, and and I had a great year. And 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 I think probably the one thing I took away from that year was. Um, as much as I enjoyed, I kind of sat in an evaluation uh, department for half the year and I was in a kind of corporate real estate department for for, for the other half um, where I had some kind of experience in disposals. Um, but what I what I took away from that is I, I kind of learned that when I did get into the industry uh, following graduation, I kind of wanted to 
work for a property company or a developer and, and kind of be doing it rather than be in a consultancy capacity advising on it. That was kind of the, the, what I really took away. Uh, so I went back to university, finished my degree. I went backpacking around South America for six months, um, took a bit of time out, came back, um, ready to, to start work. And I kind of, I wanted a job there and then. Um, and the problem was that the milk round events were just opening um, again for the, the, the intake for the following September, but I didn't want to wait kind of 10 months for a job. So I contacted the university and I had some good relationships with lots of the lecturers. Um, so I managed to, I basically put the feelers out and just said, look, if you've got any, if you're aware of any employment opportunities, please, please kind of put my name forward. And, and through one of those connections, um, there was a Shefford Hallam alumni who, um, who was working for a company called the Mansion Group, who were a, were a prop co um, in the purpose-built student accommodation sector. And they said, yeah, we're looking for a graduate. So I, I, I interviewed for that job and, and unfortunately I got it. And that was that was kind of my first proper job. So that was what brought me to Manchester. Um, and what Mansion were doing, they, they, they'd set up a couple of their own funds. So they had a, they had a fund listed on the Channel Island Stock Exchange and they also had a, a pay for property authorised investment fund. And their kind of business plan really was, was buying um, existing student accommodation blocks with some kind of value add uh, potential. And uh, they were flipping them into a fund and kind of managing them for the fund. And um, it was it was a niche sector to get into. But what was great for me was um, uh, that sector was relatively recession-proof, PBSA. So there was a lot of my mates at the time who'd managed to get jobs were were, were working for the big consultancies, probably doing uh, sales brochures to let 2,000-square-foot retail units. I was... Um, kind of thrown in the deep end doing 15, 20 million quid acquisitions, probably within 12 months of starting at the Mansion Group. So because um, they're raising so much money and they're so acquisitive, I was getting a lot of transactional experience and a lot of funding experience. And that that um, was what I think gave me a bit of a head start initially. Okay. And I know uh, looking at your background, you, you ended up doing work in Europe as well, which is super interesting. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd been at Mansion for almost three years and I thought, I need to get out of this sector. It's it's quite niche. Um, I'd, I'd felt like I'd learned everything there was to know about student accommodation. I thought I should probably try and move move out of an alternative sector and try and get something something a bit more mainstream. Around uh, that time, um, I got headhunted by a company called the Cross Lane Group. And I said to them, I'm, who who are also a PBSA developer investor, and I said I'm actually trying to get out of this sector. And they said, Well, here here is out. Um, and what they were doing was it, it, it was purposeful student accommodation, but they're expanding into Europe. And I think that really that opportunity kind of seduced me into staying in the sector for a few few more years. So you know, it was, you know, it was, I think at the time I was probably twenty six, twenty seven. I was you know, jumping on a flight every week and in my suit, you know, going to Midpen at the age of you know mid twenties. Um, and it, it was great. You know, it was, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic, brilliant experience. Um, but I, after about three years, all, all of the um, all those feelings I had at Mansion came flooding back to me, and it was kind of worse at this point because I thought I've I've gone from something that's quite niche to something that's very niche because I didn't really think that job existed. Certainly in Manchester, probably existed in London, so I kind of thought if I'm not careful, I'll I'll, I'll end up being pigeonholed and I'll, I'll reach a bit of a glass ceiling, um, and also the novelty of, of jetting around had, had worn off. So I did three years at Crosslade, and then I I decided to. Um, look for another job and end up working I moved to work for a large Scottish construction company called the Robertson Group um, they're colossal aren't they yeah they're very big in Scotland they probably turn over seven, eight hundred million quid a year um, 
and I, I joined their property team. So their kind of business model in their property team was, um, it was a, um, a self-sufficient division within the business, um, a development company really, but they, they contracted with their in-house contractors. So it was, it wasn't just about development. It was, it was creating work for the contracting business. Um, and there, ironically, the first scheme I did there was a PBSA scheme in, in, in Lancaster. So obviously it's a hard, hard, difficult sector to, to avoid uh, purposeful student accommodation. But I also ended up getting quite a lot of hotel experience, a lot of BTR experience, and I learned a lot. And I think I think I was there for two years, and I probably learned more in that two years than than I had. And after about two years, I was I was contacted by Tim Heatley at Capital Centric, um, and I went to meet Tim, had a good chat. Subsequently, met Adam Higgins, the other co-founder, and had a good conversation. And yeah, that was about six and a half years ago, and the rest is history, really. So, Greg's gone to Capital and Centric, but something struck me then when we were chatting was that you've seem to have managed your career quite well. So when you were at the Robertson Group, where were you hoping to get to next? Um, I didn't necessarily go to Robertson as a, as a stepping stone. I think one thing I've always done in my career is um, whenever my learning, my personal development began to decelerate, I would always look for a move, uh, not, not, not necessarily in a different business. Sometimes it was a, a different role within the business. But I, I kind of thought, you know, while ever I'm young, it's important to kind of maintain the same velocity of kind of learning and personal development, um, and 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 that's yeah that that that's something I've I've, I've managed to maintain throughout my career, um, and I think um, if I'm honest, I wasn't looking for a move away from Robertson, but but when Tim and Adam contacted me, Campcentric having the large brand that they do, um, and 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 being you know the opportunity to be involved in really exciting projects, I guess was what what tempted me um, to to move really. Oh, 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 oh,